0: For every Democrat who cheated or voted for Biden that left my son in harm's way and allowed this dementia-ridden piece of crap who was a treasonous man who just got into office because he was running out of funds for his family, you did this to my son. Every Democrat that's listening, you did this to my son to prop up a disgusting human being.
1: Sean Ryma, 9-11. News
2: Talk 550, KTSA, and FM
1: 1071. Wow. Uh, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071, the mom of one of these uh, our fallen service members on a, on a podcast, a uh, radio show over the weekend. I think she kind of speaks for all of us huh, to a certain extent. Where to begin? Um, it is the Sean Show, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Um, like I was telling Trey, this was, and the, we're going to leave the lines open for the, for the next couple of hours because I want to get your reactions to, you know, what's, what's going on on planet Earth today. Um, one of those weekends, you know, normally, and I tell you this every week that I, on the weekends, I try to disconnect from the news, you know, and clear out my brain, scoop out my brain a little bit. And, uh, had a hard time doing that this weekend, uh, kind of kept in, in, touch with what was going on and watch the news and not just uh ida coverage but uh, out of afghanistan and uh there's so there's so many aspects especially the afghanistan uh with the situation in afghanistan where it's, it's even becoming difficult to come up with the words to describe how i'm reacting to this you know because it, a lot of it is pure rage Mixed with disbelief. And uh, by disbelief, I mean that we have actually, are, this administration, that this country has allowed this to happen and is propagating this. I mean, tomorrow's the day, man. Tomorrow, it's over. Tomorrow we cut bait, as we say along Chesapeake Bay. You know, that's that's tomorrow's it. We slam the doors. And whoever is left behind is left behind. And uh, it, it's 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 incomprehensible. I mean, I I don't think I'm overstating things. And if you think I am, you can call me up and and tell me. But it's one of the darkest days in this country's history. One of the darkest times. And uh, you know, Joe Biden at a FEMA at the FEMA center a FEMA center yesterday in Louisiana, I believe, or not Louisiana in, in D.C. Uh, refusing to take questions on Afghanistan, very dismissive, almost put out that somebody would ask him. He receives the caskets, the 13 caskets, and he's looking at his watch. It's really, really hard to comprehend the level of callousness that we're seeing from this administration as Afghanistan essentially implodes. Uh, we have Taliban now, uh, running the, uh, tower at the airport, uh, is, we know this as a fact now, letting, you know, they're in control of who lands and who doesn't land. We are learning now that we have military personnel who are having a turn away, uh, folks they themselves worked with, interpreters and such, at, at the gates of the airport. um. Anybody that it manages to be interviewed on the phone, who is one of our allies, uh, you know, in this effort over the past twenty years, uh, for, for however long that they were involved, you, right, Chris, you can hear it in their voice. It, it's almost beyond fear at this point. I mean, I'm just emoting here when you hear in their voices you you it's almost a kind of resignation fear yes but resignation to their to the fate that they that awaits them and he can't answer a question the president you know i keep coming back to the the words mind-boggling it really is and uh... it's hard to watch it's it's hard to comprehend that we have arrived at this day when it didn't have to happen like this, and I think that's where the rage and the anger—certainly that's where it comes from. My wife and I were, you know, and I started started identifying uh, the thirteen that were lost in the attack last week. You know, my wife and I are like they're all in like twenty, twenty-one years of age. As Trey pointed out. Only one of them was old enough to even remember September 11th. And the president's looking at his watch like he's got someplace to freaking be. I mean, man. So I, you know, again, uh, it's hard to even form the words. I mean, tomorrow's going to be an awful freaking day. We know that, right? No matter how it goes down, we know tomorrow's going to be... T- today was an awful freaking day. It's been a freaking awful day ever since this began. Uh, we allowed this to start happening, and tomorrow's it. Well, Chris, what did uh, Trace say? Around 2.29 our time, I think. Or 2.59 or something like that. It's around noon their time. And that's it. 20 years. You know, I again, it's... it's it, it truly is hard to comprehend, and I'm not being flippant. I mean, I I honestly sit and watch this stuff, and and you know, I used to say this during September 11th because uh, when that happened, I actually wasn't on the air. Uh, I I had a talk show uh, in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. <laughs> And, uh, and I decided that we my family my then wife and, and our daughter you know were moving out to Colorado and so I had resigned. I was you know leaving the station I was working at. and so I wasn't actually on the air I was still running the board and I was at the station kind of working out my time and 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 it was during that period of time, which is only a couple of weeks, that September 11th happened. And to a certain extent, I've always kind of been thankful that I wasn't on the air at that time because, in a sense, I didn't have to be a commentator. I didn't have to be a talk show guy. I could just experience it, in a sense, as an American citizen because I didn't have the words. I really didn't. And, you know, 20 years later, we're in a situation where, first off, as far as our relationship with terrorism, we've kind of gone back in time 20 years, right? And, and, and having to go on the air and not, I'm not saying I don't want to go on the air. Don't get me wrong. I'm thankful I can go on the air and speak my mind about this and make my voice heard about this and get my rage out there and get my anger out there and get my thoughts out there. That's a blessing. But it's just really hard to conceive of the amount of carnage and slaughter and fear and awfulness that is going on. And, again, it didn't have to happen this way. It wasn't happening this way. And I don't know who's running the country right now. Uh, Do I place the blame directly on Joe Biden's shoulders? You're damn right I do. Do I place the blood uh, of these lost service members and anybody else that worked with us that loses their life? Directly on the shoulders of whoever the hell is actually running this country. You're damn right I do. Because that's where it belongs. And uh, again, God be with us, man. God be with them. God be with our service people. God be with America. You know, two one zero five nine nine. What are you thought? What are your thoughts? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. San Antonio's
3: news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA, and FM 1071.
1: And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Uh, The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Taking your calls on the final few hours of the Afghanistan mission between today and tomorrow. Uh, Here's Alma. Alma, how are you doing? Hey, hello. I'm
4: doing
1: great. How are you? Oh, you know.
5: (laughs)
4: I just want to say that um, everyone's blaming Biden, but actually it's the Biden voters, the constituents, the people that put him there, that all because they didn't like Trump for his hair or for some stupid, irresponsible reason. Here we are now in this mess and um, having lost all these soldiers, which I'm very sad and upset about. And uh, one of those soldiers happened to be from my hometown, Laredo. Mm. And um, everyone there was democratic, voted Biden in. They're big Trump haters. Well, I shouldn't say everyone there, because there was a strong uh, group of uh, Trump supporters. But um, I hope this is a, a wake-up call and an eye-opening experience that they um, made the wrong deal. And I right. hold a lot of my friends, friends and family, responsible for this. Trump.
1: Well, and I, I appreciate uh, the call. And I can hear your passion, Alma. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
4: Yeah. Thank
1: you. Thank Perfect. you. I, you know, I. And the phone lines are with two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Um, you know, that's something that we're hearing here and there. <clears throat> that if you voted for Biden, uh, then you're responsible to a certain extent for this as well. Um, you know, honestly, I can't really go there. Uh, I, I don't know to what extent people. You know, who knows how many people actually voted for him or, or who didn't. And, uh, you know, I, I, the average person who would vote for a guy like Joe Biden, w- w- you know, simply because they hated Donald Trump with, and vote cast a vote for a guy like Joe Biden without really knowing much about him, I think it was Ricardi last week that said, if you followed Biden's career throughout, you know, however many decades... His useless ass was in our government, in public, quote, unquote, public service. He's not really doing anything that you would be shocked by. He's been wrong on pretty much everything his entire freaking career. He's been self-interested his entire freaking career. Uh, But again, we we have a very low info. We have a whole lot of low info, moronic people in this country. And, you know, like uh, we say, Trump bad. So it's got to be Biden. Now, I, I can't go so far as to blame this carnage directly on them. I know a lot of you do. Uh, I blame it directly on Biden and whoever is actually running the country. I've talked to Democrats myself on the air and off the air who have told me that they will regret that vote for the rest of their life. You know, and uh, and uh, it may have changed them politically for the rest of their lives. So I, you know... But but do you blame Democrat voters? Do you blame anybody who voted for Joe Biden uh, for what you're seeing take place right now? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll also uh, talk to you about Ida and and our, our thoughts uh, watching that uh, on uh, the anniversary, the sixteenth anniversary of Katrina. Very bizarre, very uh, uh, tragic. And uh, and some other stuff that's floating around the news, but mostly Afghanistan. Uh, and our thoughts on what we're seeing unfold before our eyes. Again, I, I even for Joe Biden, I, I was shocked at the callousness and the dismissiveness when he was at the FEMA center. Just I'm not I'm not answering questions on Afghanistan. We also uh, may have another Pentagon briefing coming up on uh on Afghanistan and uh we'll dip into that when that begins. Let's go to Katherine. Catherine, you're on news talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Katherine. Catherine, are you there? All right, nope. Let's go to uh Richard. Richard how you
6: doing? Uh pretty good, sean Uh you know, I was I didn't think I could be more outraged and more disappointed in some of my countrymen. Until I happened to pick up the austin American Communist, and the banner headline on the front page is the last stand, which you would assume that's Afghanistan, right? Mm. just buying the paper.
1: this I was from this weekend
6: page, Af- the the last stand is the banner headline right headline okay I read bought it at the newsstand with thinking that's Afghanistan right right. Wrong. Not one word on the entire front page about Afghanistan, supposedly a modern community's uh, big-time newspaper. Not one word. What was
1: the last stand in reference to?
6: Uh, A black business in East Austin. which should have been on the metro section, not on the front page. Wow.
1: Nothing on the the front page. The Austin American, nothing on the front page about Afghanistan. Wow.
6: Not one word. The wow. word is never mentioned.
1: Right, right.
6: Not one word. Mm. Sunday's paper. If you don't believe me,
1: no, I believe you. you. I absolutely believe you. All right, man. I appreciate the call. Let's go to uh, where are we? Michael, you're on News Talk five fifty KTSa. What are you thinking?
7: I want to know uh, what we're going to do when uh, the Taliban starts cutting throats. I don't know. I don't know. Look, and I,
1: I one thing I'm uh, we are aware of is that uh, they were filling up airplanes with Afghans without any papers or way to verify who they are. So more than likely, we shipped uh, some Taliban guys and bad guys into this country. We already know they were coming well, in across every the southern.
6: That gets rang on Halloween isn't a kid looking for candy. Sometimes it's a paper bag.
1: Right. All right, man. Look, I, I appreciate it. Call 210-599-5555. Uh, that's uh, so, uh, some of the more disturbing uh, uh, news that we learned over the weekend and over the past few days is that they were just filling up these airplanes in the initial hours uh, with Afghans without vetting or any request for documentation, so we don't know who they are. Which means, statistically speaking, honestly, it could be a, a fair amount of bad guys. So, you know, it, it's a horrible freaking situation. Two one zero Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, how you
2: doing? You know, I'm doing good. I, uh, I own my own business in town. Um, I've had one employee who made me a lot of money. Really good employee. Could not stand the guy personally. Um, I, you know... I, I put up with that urge, you know, I, I saw, I saw through the weeds. I stayed focused. I kept an employee who was there to do his job and made, made money um, to, you know, I guess you got to compare it to the voters, you know, they didn't stay focused, you know, they're not focused on the things that matter. Um, I, you know, they are responsible, but you know, my point is, is that's why most of America doesn't own their own business, I guess. You know, it's just really sad. But uh, we had a guy doing the job. Whether you liked him or not, my God, he did the job. Yes, he, he did. did. The job like no one else.
1: Yes, he did. Anyway, no, no I, I absolutely agree, and I appreciate yeah. the call. and and you know, I you often hear me refer to the moron crowd, right? You know, we do have a lot of morons in in, in this country who. You know they 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 get their their view from a freaking meme. And and they vote because of of a freaking meme. And that is true. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. We'll go right back to the phones when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. News Talk five fifty KTSa FM one zero seven one. Let's go live. Let's go. Oh, you're talking about the hurricane right now. Uh. Major General William Taylor uh, from the Pentagon and Joint Chiefs is uh, talking about the uh, about Ida, and also we expect to be him to be talking about okay, Afghanistan.
8: Thing to add, so we'll go to questions uh,
9: General, one one quick follow-up and then a question: uh, The RANs, did they strike and hit all of the five rockets, or did some land in areas where there just you no know,
5: casualties? So we can assess the reporting from last night's uh, rocket attack. We assess that. Uh, Five rockets uh, were in the air and went. Three landed uh, off uh, the airfield, uh, were no effect, and CRAM uh, was able to affect and thwart uh, the attack of one and the other rocket uh, landed uh, with no effect to the mission or any danger to our personnel.
9: And then secondly, um, on evacuees, does the U.S. and the U.S. military assess that – the number of Americans still in the country are only the ones that no longer want to leave? or the ones who want to leave, are they largely out now? And it's our understanding that the evacuation of Afghans is largely complete also. So are you now solely concentrating on just getting U.S. troops out and equipment?
5: So just going back, total, you know, 122,000 were evacuated, approximately 5,400 Americans. Um, we continue to uh, have the capability uh, to evacuate and fly out uh, those until the very end. But as you talk about active peace, we're we'll continue to work with Department of State uh, on that and continue evacuation and military operations. But are yeah,
8: you to the that. State Department on uh, on the, the the numbers of Americans they're still in contact with? That's that's uh, something for them to speak to, Tara. Um, could you both speak to
9: the continuing rocket threat to the final planes that are leaving and the role that the CRAM is playing? Will the CRAM be left behind, or is, I mean, since it's so vital to protecting the planes as they're uh, leaving, what will happen to the CRAM after it goes? Uh,
8: we certainly assess, as the General said, that there's a uh, there's still an active threat uh, uh, in, in various ways that we have to be prepared for. And what I will tell you without getting into the specific uh, uh, systems and uh, and their availability, which I think you can understand why we wouldn't, uh, we continue to have and will maintain the capability to uh, uh, protect ourselves and defend ourselves as we continue to complete the retrograde. And I think I, that's probably the best place to put it. And just
9: one follow-up, please, if you may. Um, you know, a number of us have gotten reports from either American citizens or uh, vulnerable Afghans that are still on the ground. And... Can't get through the gates anymore. They've been got getting notices that the evacuation is over. Um, what happens next for those that are left behind? Will there be any sort of military operation to help get them out of the country?
8: I think you heard Secretary Blinken talk about this. That uh, for uh, for Americans uh, and and other individuals that uh, that want to be able to leave Afghanistan after. Our withdrawal is complete, that uh, the State Department is going to continue to work uh, across many different levers uh, to facilitate that transportation. I, and as, as I say, as I said earlier, right now we do not anticipate a military role in that effort. Jen
9: um, John, General Taylor, you just said that one rocket landed with no effect to the mission. You mean it landed inside the airport perimeter. Not affect the mission. It okay. landed
8: inside the perimeter and uh, and had no effect whatsoever.
9: And these ISIS-K uh, fighters or planners that you have targeted with drone strikes in the last few days, are any of them, were they released from the Bagram prison or from Puli prison? Were they known combatants who were inside those prisons?
8: I don't think we have that information.
9: Uh, and lastly, if 5,800 Americans were Left in Afghanistan when you pulled out of Bagram at the end of July, why did the U.S. military not begin evacuations of Americans before pulling out of the country? Uh,
8: Jen, we talked about this uh, qu- quite some qu- quite some time ago. I'm happy to revisit it. Uh, we were already baked into the retrograde plan way back in the spring. Was the possibility for non-combatant uh, evacuations and uh, and helping people get out, and we were in constant uh, uh, com- conversations with the Ghani government, as well as uh, our colleagues across the interagency about uh, what that would look like and, and, and when would be the right time to do that. And in anticipation of it, well before uh, the provincial capitals started toppling there towards uh, the middle of August, Secretary Austin prepositioned forces closer into the region to the degree of taking a, an entire... Uh, Marine uh, battalion off of uh, the USS Iwo Jima and moving them ashore to Kuwait so that they would be ready. So uh, this was something that we had been planning for and preparing for. Uh, The timing of these things is always very delicate, as you might might imagine. you
9: were essentially stopped by the State Department
8: from beginning those evacuations. I I, I wouldn't say that, and I don't think it's uh, important right now to get into internal deliberations. Uh, We were obviously still in close contact with the Ghani government, which was still – you know, he was still the president uh, of the country. And, um, you, you know, you, you have to have you have to be able to have those conversations, too, because our expectation was that the Ghani government would stay in place. Nobody could have imagined how quickly that government would have literally just dissipated almost overnight. There was simply no way to predict that. Idris. Can I and ask a couple of, a couple of
0: questions on, on, on the gates? Are any of the gates still open and are any of the
6: gates under Taliban control?
0: I, I think started?
8: it's uh, right now, as we get into the, the – the, this has always been a dangerous operation, but we're in a particularly dangerous time right now, Idris. I think you can understand that we're not going to be detailing the status of any particular gate right now. As the general said, we still have the ability and the capability to conduct evacuation operations, even while we are – completing and working to complete the retrograde of U.S. forces. Quick follow-up.
0: You've now had two incidents, one on Thursday and one on Sunday, where there may have been civilian casualties or reports of it. Beyond investigating it, do you have any uh, indications that those reports may be accurate?
8: We are not in a position uh, to dispute it right now, Idris. And as the general said, we're assessing and we're investigating. Look, um, Make no mistake, uh, no military on the face of the earth works harder to avoid civilian casualties than the United States military. And nobody wants to see innocent life taken. Uh, we take it very, very seriously. And uh, and when we know that we have caused innocent life to be lost in the conduct of our operations, we're transparent about it. Uh, we're investigating this. I'm not going to get ahead of it. Uh, but if we have, you know, verifiable information that we did in fact take innocent life here, then then we will we'll be transparent about that too. Nobody wants to see that happen. But you know, what okay, let's uh, let's go ahead
1: and uh, we have to take a break here, and we'll come back and uh, kind of recap some of the things we've heard uh, on News Talk Five Fifty KTSA This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. We're back, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Um, Yeah, the Pentagon briefing's still going on, but it's a bunch of bull crap, so I I can only take so much, to be honest with you. Uh, Major General William Taylor and uh, John Kirby, Pentagon spokes, Puke, uh, you know, uh, confirmed five rockets, uh, you know, were shot at the airport. Uh, we got four of them. I think one landed inside the airport or inside the perimeter and didn't uh, damage the mission in any way, shape or form. Uh, they were uh, John Kirby was asked, you know, uh, what happens uh, after tomorrow. To, you know, all the Americans who are left behind. uh, All of the Afghans who worked with us that are left behind. And, uh, well, as far as the Americans that are left behind, if they want to leave after tomorrow, uh, it'll be a State Department thing. In other words, no more military operations after tomorrow. It's what they just said. Chris, I heard that right, didn't I? Uh, no more military operations tomorrow. So, if you're stranded in freaking Afghanistan tomorrow after the deadline, uh, you know you're going to have to, I guess, petition the State Department to work something out for you. Uh, they'll be working that out. I think Kirby's words were on many different levels. Uh, so I, you know, I, I can only <laughs> and and again, uh, and Jennifer Griffin had asked, you know, you you knew about these Americans. All these Americans that were there quite a while ago when it was first determined to start moving folks out. Why didn't you move them out then? We basically said, well, with the old government, there was, you know, it was complicated. And again, repeated, we didn't know it was going to be this quick. We didn't know the old government was going to fold so quickly. Which is bull crap. And we know that's bull crap, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's John. John, how you doing, man? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good.
7: um, A couple of things that all these people look. You know, the people that voted for Biden. Yeah, we can blame that. But this is the the realistic thing. This is just my point of view. Okay. Uh, Hey guys, uh, we need to start coming together. I I don't care, you know, what your orientation is we need to come together because the Taliban doesn't care. The government that we have in place doesn't care if there's Democrats or Republicans that are left stranded in, in Afghanistan. The Taliban doesn't care, doesn't care about our divisions. We need to start coming together. We need to start opening our eyes and coming together as a country and start to heal and stop the division. And let's start making the place a better place. I know it's pie in the sky and it sounds like I'm a hippie, but I'm not. Okay, what's happened is we have divided this country so much that nobody can get along. Nobody wants to get along. And the fact is that we have a real threat at our door that is coming. And we need to get along. So meet your neighbors. Find out, people. Be a decent human being. All right. Yes, I believe in God and Jesus, and I suggest other people do, too. But if you don't, that's cool. But don't give me crap because I do.
1: Right, right. John, you need need to. I'm good. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate the call. You know, and well, it, 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 to repeat to reiterate what he just said, we need to be Americans first. Now, <laughs> in some dicey times, man, <laughs> we need to be Americans first. I don't know if that's going to happen. Here's Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim how are you doing?
3: I'm all right, for an old man. How are you doing,
1: Sean? Oh, not too bad, man. What are you What are you thinking?
3: Well, know lots, bro, lots. Um, for one thing, yes, I do look down my nose at my countrymen. You know, if you voted for Biden, I feel like you're uh, a part of the problem, not part of the solution. That's just one thing. The other thing I'm thinking about, Sean, is I talked to a man, a well-respected, good man this morning, that I know that his son is a black, uh, black cop- helicopter pilot. He's been in training for the last year and a half, two years. He told me that he was headed to Afghanistan some time ago. I called him up this morning and asked him how his son was doing over there. He says, no, 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 my son's not left yet. I Hmm. said, what do you mean he's not left yet? They're getting ready to pull everybody out. He says, oh, no, they're not. He says he's scheduled to go over there with thousands of people on October 7th. Really? Have you heard anything about? Yeah.
1: No, I haven't.
3: In South Florida? No, me neither, but he says they're telling us and you people the truth. I mean, come well, let me, on. I, I got.
1: I'm just out of out of time, but let me. Uh, we'll look into that. And see if we can find anything about that, Tim. I appreciate the call, man. No, I haven't heard anything about that. We just heard from the Pentagon: no more military operations after tomorrow. And if you're still there, essentially, you have to petition the uh, the State Department. If you want to leave, uh, was uh, the words I think of uh, John Kirby. So if there is uh, additional military operations, and there, they're, you know, not say anything about it. And Sean on News Talk Five Fifty KTSA.
5: at approximately eleven p.m. Uh, Eastern Time last night. As many as five rockets were fired at the uh, Kabul airport. U.S. military forces successfully uh, employed our force protection measures to thwart uh, that attack. U.S. forces retain the inherent right of self-defense and are authorized uh, to meet threats with a swift and forceful response. Sean Rima, 9 till 11.
2: News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071.
1: And we're back. Hour number two, the press conference out of the Pentagon is still going on. Uh, We'll jump into that here in a second. That was the voice of uh, Major General William Taylor talking about these rockets that were fired uh, at the airport. One uh, did make it inside the perimeter but did no damage or, no, did not alter the military operation. Uh, As I said a few minutes ago, John Kirby, uh, Pentagon spokesman, said a few minutes ago, or a little while ago that um, when asked about Americans left behind after the deadline tomorrow uh, that there will be no more military operations or evacuations uh, at that point and that they would have to I really the best I could make his wordy answer out of or make out what he was trying to say uh, basically you have to petition I guess the the State Department to try to get out uh, let's take a listen to what they're going on about now, and then we'll talk some more on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
0: With the foliage still intact. So, you know, after viewing these things, you know, what is your – you still stand by with a high degree? All
1: right, let's see here. Uh, yeah, John Kirby is speaking right now. Uh, actually, uh, Major William Taylor now taking over. We're seeing if we can go back to it. If not, that's cool. Because it's all a bunch of, they're, they're, they're full of crap anyway, so it's not like, you know, I hate to say that. Oh, we got it? All right, let's uh, t- see what they're saying.
5: was uh, there, uh, was going to be used in a high-profile attack. Uh, I don't have details on the, you know, the information that you're just saying there, but uh, our intelligence experts and the CENTCOM will continue uh, to assess uh, the post-strike uh, activities.
8: Okay, a couple more and back there.
4: Uh, Does the coordination with Taliban apply to the final phases of the withdrawal? I mean, uh, will they take over the airport before you leave? Uh, How will you ensure the protection of your troops? Uh, Will you depend on your capabilities? How the outcome would look like, the last flight?
8: There's a lot there. Um, As I said to Louis, um, we have been in communication with the Taliban about Uh, about these final days um, uh, so that we can make sure that there's no miscalculation, no misunderstanding. Our goal is to complete this retrograde and to wrap up evacuation operations as safely and as orderly as we can. Obviously, I'm not going to get into the details of either the conversations we're having or our processes and procedures. Uh, As we have seen all too uh, vividly in the last day, the the, the threat remains high and it remains real. So, what I can assure you is that uh, that General McKenzie and Admiral Vasily, General Donahue, there on the ground, uh, they have worked out uh, a very carefully coordinated uh, method of of safely completing uh, this retrograde. And uh, that's about as far as I, I think I can go. As for the airport, uh, the airport will remain operational uh, through. Uh, our final flights um what it looks like after we are gone um i i would just point you to what the secretary of state said that the international community there's a couple of countries that have talked about um uh being able to come up with an arrangement to to keep it operational for commercial air traffic in coordination with the taliban i'll let those countries speak for their efforts with the taliban that would not be a U.S. military function. It would not be a U.S. military responsibility once we have completed the retrograde and, and we are no longer there. Just a couple more. Yeah, Megan.
4: The ratio of flights to people getting out has gotten pretty high. Is that only indicative of fewer people coming onto the airport, or is that also a mix of flights filling up with uh, equipment and supplies
9: heading out?
5: Yeah. like uh, So we're not going to get into details of load plans, uh, but uh, obviously we are reaching – uh, the end of our uh, prescribed mission. So uh, commanders are inflowing and outflowing those requirements needed to, to complete the mission.
4: And are there still strike aircraft flying overhead, uh, keeping out in case
9: something's going on near the airport while everyone's getting on planes?
5: Assets, as we talked about, assets available. We're not going to get into the details of what's flying and what there is, but the commanders that are fulfilling this last part of this mission have all the assets uh, they need uh, in the air and on the ground and where they're at to complete the mission safely.
8: To the Neos, non-combatant, Neos non-combatant evacuation operations are dangerous, period. Mm-hmm. Um, the end of them, particularly one in, that, in, in an environment that we can't uh, consider, clearly cannot consider permissive, uh, are particularly dangerous. And the, the commanders on the ground have the resources they need to enact uh, appropriate force protection.
9: What is more dangerous now about saying there are F-18s and Reapers flying over than there was two weeks ago?
8: It's not that we're not not saying more specific because uh, uh, for one reason or another. It's it's that we are in a particularly dangerous time now, Megan. Uh, Not that it hasn't always been dangerous. But it is particularly dangerous now. And we're just not going to detail every aspect of our force protection measures in public. All right, well, we're not going to get any
1: more information out of these guys. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Uh, getting kind of cagey near the end here uh, about the final hours and what it's going to look like. Uh, he says, uh, you know, uh, once we're gone, the military. The retrograde is over. The military operation is over. Whoever takes control of the aer- airport after that is up to whoever takes takes control of the airport after that. Uh, you know, so uh, there you go. Tomorrow's the day. 210 Let's go to Steve. Steve, how you doing? Hey, Sean. I'm doing
10: okay. Not believing anything that's coming out of these reports. I don't believe we shot down any missiles. I don't believe... There was a missile attack. I don't believe we killed any Taliban or ISIS-K guys. I believe everything that's coming out now is just a, a feeble attempt to make fraudulent President Biden and the whole of the Democrat Party look good after they had such a horrific week last week. That week continues this week. Here's a news flash. The Democrat Party does not want this country to come together. They do not want this country to heal. They want the people of this country and the conservatives of this country to heal and bow and scrape at the foot of the Democrat Party. And here's another news flash: You get one of these commercial airlines, you fill it with Americans on the way out of Afghanistan, and you put one suicide bomber in. If the Taliban controls... The, air, the airport, they control who gets on and off that airport, off that, on and off that airplane, and all they've got to do is fill one plane, bunch of Americans, one suicide bomber, hello headlines, and then the, the media and the Democrat Party will have to run around trying to make themselves look – good in some other fashion but it's all lies
1: yeah i'm not buying what they're selling man i'm kind of with you there uh i think they're. i mean we we when they, every time first off you know they're full of crap every time they say that nobody could have predicted how fast the government uh, would have toppled and how fast the taliban would have taken it would have run over the country because we know that's not true so i'm kind of with you i i have the faintest idea what's what's truth from from fiction at this point i, I suspect a lot a lot of it is fiction so uh... conservatives have
10: truth and fact and science on their side. I do not understand why the Republican Party does take truth and fact and science, and run it. And tell me a bit, the narrative for the next election needs to be, if you are voting for the Democrat Party, you are voting for the downfall of this country, you are voting for open borders, you are voting for lawlessness, you are voting for terrorism, you are voting for innocence, you are voting for the death of American men and women
6: soldiers.
1: All right, Steve, always uh, appreciate your call and your passion, man. Thank you so much.
6: Yes, sir. Yes,
1: sir. All right. And uh, I tell you what, when we get back, I'll play for you an example of uh, uh, of somebody who I would say is uh, a member of the moron crowd. And the morons are the ones that are the real problem when it comes to the next election. Because, they you know, are they going to try to cheat? Well, yeah, I, I still believe they cheated the last election. That's why we have Joe Biden. But as far as Americans coming together, it's a great idea. But, again, you have to get around... A whole lot of really stupid people. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, 20 minutes after 10. Still following events in Louisiana in the wake of this hurricane. Uh, one million plus folks without power in Louisiana. Uh, at, at least for now, one person is reported as having lost their life. Uh, hit hit the hit land as a, a cat four, I believe. And uh, was it cat three? No, it was cat four. Cat four. Uh, Katrina was a cat three, I think, when it hit sixteen years ago. And uh, some of the levees have held, held. Some of them are being overpowered. Uh, the pumps uh, are in and around that area are capable of removing about an inch of water. And when this thing hit, uh, it was dumping about three inches of water uh, on the ground. So it's it's a bad situation, and we're monitoring that. I got it. You know, one of the things we, we I talk about a lot are the moron crowd, and and we you know we talk a lot about how every American should be disgusted by what's going on in Afghanistan. Every American should be. United, in a sense, uh, of how bad this is. But I don't know that there is a, a possibility for that level of unity in this country when you really start to wrap your mind around how many stupid people there are. And we have an example of a teacher in California, in or- uh, Newport Mesa School District in Orange County. Her name is Kristen Pitson. And she's an idiot. And she... Post it on social media, because for whatever reasons, I guess, if you're going to make an ass out of yourself, it's best to do it on social media. And she's in her classroom, and she's talking about why there's no American flag in there. And go ahead and roll some of that fascinating audio.
0: Okay, so during third period, we have announcements, and they do the Pledge of Allegiance. I always tell my class, stand if you feel like it, don't stand if you feel like it, say the words if you want, don't have to say the words. So my class decided to stand, but not say the words totally fine except for the fact that my room does not have a flag it used to be there but i took it down during covid because it made me uncomfortable and um i packed it away and i don't know where and i haven't found it yet (laughs) but my kid today goes hey um it's kind of weird that we just stand and then you know we say it to nothing and i'm like oh well you know i gotta find it like i'm working on it i got you shaking her head in the meantime i tell this kid we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to and he like looks around he goes oh that one
11: it's
1: the gay pride flag it's the rainbow flag and understand this ain't got nothing to do with gay rights she's an idiot that's a teacher that's somebody teaching your kids man and she thinks she's all clever and funny and cute. And the kids are very obviously smart. And and, no, and when she says she doesn't know where, I mean, you have to see the video. When she says she doesn't know where the flag is, she kind of makes a face like she knows exactly where the flag is. And, you know, the kids are smarter than she is, obviously, because they're like, um, we're, we're saying the pledge and there's no flag in here, you freaking moron, you know. And so when it comes to, you know, American unity and being hopeful about the future, how, how do you get around that, man? How do you get? You know, I've been saying a long time that, and I was telling Trey this uh, earlier this morning during one of the commercial breaks. I said, you know, I say all the time that at some point they're all going to be Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Okay, this is an example of what I'm talking about. Because AOC is a moron, to be sure. She's a whiny, narcissistic moron who has the intellectual depth, you know, of a matchbook. And at some... Actually, a matchbook, that's insulting the matchbooks. Intellectually, she's a paper cut. There, how's that make you feel? And I say it all the time. You know, at some point, they're all going to be her. And I mean, politicians... Government leaders, diplomats, and yes, teachers. And you know what? I guess at least in the educational field, they, they got to jump on the rest of the people I just mentioned. Because Chris, what would you say? Just, does she look like she's even thirty yet? So she's a recent, a relatively recent college grad. Okay, if she's not thirty. Teachers, let's see. To get a, to get a certified to be a teacher, you got to do, do your four years. And I think you do an additional three years. I'm not sure about that. So you know that that's 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 somebody with a college education, certified to be an educator in this country. And she's so dim of intellect. She thinks she's being cute. I mean, don't, I'm not even talking about the pledge and how you and I grew up, you know, respecting the flag. And one of the great weaknesses of this country is that we are pumping out drones out of our education system who really don't understand how good they have it here because there are people dying in Afghanistan right now. In fact, 13 of them just came home in caskets who gave their lives so that this idiot could do her TikTok video. Uh but you know it, it, there's how do you get around somebody who is this moronic and this narcissistic? She has no idea how what a dumbass she looks, and she puts it on social media. The school is now investigating her has no problem very obviously lying to the kids about where the flag is and what she did with it her her personal politics. Stupid as they may be, trump everything, trump out. You know, uh, her 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 devotion to be an educator, to the kids being educated, her little her stupid little ego is all that matters. She's a walking selfie. They're a generation of selfies, and at some point, they're going to be running everything, man. Back in the day, what do we call them? Useful during the Cold War, useful idiots, right? Just amazing, man. Just a, a, an amazing display of idiocy. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I'll take a break. do will take some. I right, take a call. There's Sam. Sam, how you doing?
0: Good morning, Senor Sean Raima uh, Ariaga. Well, uh, just. The uh, the teachers they go to four years of college and then they they jump right in there after they get their certification. But anyways, this uh, moronic idiot, uh, gay person. Um, well, I
1: don't know if she's gay or not. She's just she's obviously a liberal idiot.
0: Yeah, you know, pledging allegiance, allegiance to the to the flag, and you know, I'll I'll go one two steps further. You know, pledging allegiance to the gay flag when. These thirteen heroes were murdered, and why were they murdered? Because they're moronic, they're idiots, they're whatever. But you know what? They died so that way your moronic idiocy can pledge allegiance to the gay flag. Right. That's, that's what I, I meant. Yeah, is,
1: they died so that she can, can make her stupid. So that she can make her stupid little video.
0: And if you were in Afghanistan, they'd be hunting you down to kill you because they zero tolerance for gay people. Exactly.
1: They they toss you off a roof.
0: And and you know what? To her and to Colin Kaepernick, this is why we will never kneel for the national anthem, because these men and women that have died for us to be able to do what we do. This is why we will never kneel, Mr. Kaepernick. This is why we will never kneel, person
6: of...
1: Idiocy. I got to go, man. I appreciate the call, man. I'm just out of time. Thank you, sir. We'll take a break. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 107. I'm Sean. Do you have any thoughts on that moronic teacher out of California? Give us a ring. Someday the morons will be running everything, man going to lighten things up here just for a second from all the awfulness on Planet Earth right now. But Ed Asner died. Ed Asner who the guys that are like Don Morgan's age in mind, you know, we grew up with Ed Asner because as Don just reported, he was on the Mary Tyler Moore show. He played her boss in a sitcom. Very famous sitcom, a groundbreaking sitcom which was one of the first sitcoms to really feature as strong, independent woman in a professional situation, and then uh the spin off show, which was a drama or a drama, which was Lou Grant, which was based around him, and uh it was a dramatic show, and he won Emmys for both playing the same character in a sit- I didn't realize that until I thought about it, so he's reported and played the one Emmys for the same character in a sitcom and a drama <laughs> a dramatic show. And I love Lou Grant. I used to watch that show. I thought it was was great. I was a kid, but I used to watch it. And uh, you know, just uh, one of those iconic uh, actors from mm-hmm. from our ute when we were growing up. And I didn't realize. I thought he. I'm sorry.
11: He thought he was dead already. I,
1: I, I did. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. He was 91 one he
11: 91 years Good old. Good lord, man.
1: Yeah. And then what was Chris? What was the animated thing that he did with the? That he's also he became Up, famous. Up. He did Up, which actually uh, was pretty good. I might have known those
11: yeah. computer I, movies. I but. think
2: he was also in Cobra Kai.
1: Was he?
11: I believe so. Yeah, first couple His of episodes. Dad. Was he? He? Was, Johnny. he was Johnny's stepdad. I,
1: I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, iconic character. Right. Oh, and uh, just uh, you know, to make Don and I feel even more old, uh, today is also International Slinky Day. It's Slinky Day. Chris, you young people today don't understand that when Don and I were kids, all we needed was a spring.
2: You keep now, having us in the different generations. We're just on different ends. Well, I know. I had a slinky. I had lots of oh, you had a slinky. And the plastic ones sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the plastic ones did
1: suck. Nobody liked the plastic ones. Cost you 400 damn tickets to get one at Peter Piper's. We had springs. All we needed was a spring. I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to degenerate. De- G- generationalize you
2: at least you didn't call me a millennial like you're usually. not a millennial
1: no but we that's all we needed was a spring you kids today
2: i never had one
1: you you never had a I never, slinky, a
11: slinky. And, you know i remember asking for one and uh explained to my father what it was hey, it's, a it it's a spring it's a spring that's you know and then he came back home <laughs> with what one of those chest expanders with the springs on them. <laughs> and that's how it all yeah. began. Yeah. And that's, that's how the fitness thing
1: began with him. Yeah. Had he, had he given you just a regular slinky, you'd look like me now.
11: See? See what happens? Right. See how life works? Well, I remember his exact words were, yeah, you'll thank me for that later in life. <laughs> Don't use it with your shirt off. That thing catch your nipples.
2: <laughs> ow! 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 Yeah. Owie,
11: owie, owie, owie. Ooh. Which I tried to do anyway.
1: Well, think about it. So Don Morgan's there. He's like, he's got his, you know, whatever you call those things. What do you call them? uh... Muscles? (laughs) Well, yes. Those muscle thingies. Right. And there I am roughly at the same age, like,
11: look, it's all bouncy. (laughs) Look at a bouncy spring. (laughs) Look, it's a spring.
1: So, you know, that's all we needed back in the day, back when we were kids. I used to have to walk twelve feet to the remote to, to turn the channel on the TV. Sometimes in the snow. <laughs>
7: uphill.
2: <laughs> uphill <laughs> both ways. If you're of a certain age, you were the remote.
1: If you were a certain age, you were the remote. Yeah. You were the remote.
11: That was my job.
1: You little punks think about that crap now. That was your job, you were the remote? Yeah. yeah. Channel and we only had thirteen channels. Or eleven, twelve. I don't know how many channels we had.
2: Well count the clicks. <laughs>
1: And F Troop was on UHF. Remember all the cool crap was on UHF? Right. Yeah. You kids today. Eh? Young people are so overrated. Hey, young pukes are so overrated. You, you, I could spend a whole day with a slinky. You know, that's all I needed was a slinky. It's a damn spring. I'd play with it. I'd play with the slinky. And I was happy to play with a slinky. I didn't need anything else. Well, except some Legos.
2: Even if you didn't have stairs, you'd play with it in your hands.
1: I'd play with it in my hands. Right. Maybe Trey was it. talking about that earlier. It got a little creepy at that point. Yeah. Then you find that little creep? Trey's like, I used to play with it my hands. Boing, 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 boing. I'm like, Trey, stop.
11: Anyway. Usually behind the door with the door locked. <laughs> the music playing real loud. Oh, stop it. <laughs>
1: It was the morning show, so I held back at the line that wasn't my head.
11: <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't want to get your ass kicked, that's why. Yeah, make it go blind, pal. I'm <laughs>
5: it was
1: funny enough the way it is, and there were children listening. It was the morning show, but I had a slinky, so it's it's National Slinky Day. So be loving on a slinky today. Just get yourself a slinky and
11: <laughs> hug, we go again. Hug, hug, on,
1: hug, hug hug your slinky, become one with your slinky. If you're like under the age of 25, you're like, like a spring? That's all it was? It was just a spring? It didn't do anything? It's just a spring? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it was just a spring. And you can't start a lawnmower. Okay. 210. 2105- what am I saying? I can't start a lawnmower. 210 <laughs> <210-599-55-55. laughs> Oh, yeah, there we go. Craig it up, man. Yeah. Oh. So he. <laughs> Damn slinky. And we were happy with a slinky. Right. it's also International Whale Shark Day. So love a whale shark today. And it's also International Frankenstein Day. I'm not sure what we're supposed to do with that one. I'll slap something together. You slap something together.
11: It's alive.
1: Anyway. Two one zero five nine nine. Call me up if you had a slinky. Uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Call me up if you're a grown adult and you still have a slinky. How did you play with yours?
11: <laughs> there we go. Where were you the first time you played with your slinky? <laughs> it
1: was in a hot tub. No. 210 599 5555.
11: Well, Hope trying, it was i plastic. Gotta, <laughs> i got to <laughs> yeah.
1: make these people laugh, man. It's, things are so grim these days. you got to laugh. 210 599 5555. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Dude, I was talking. I'm sorry. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. <laughs> Mr. Voice Guy. Uh, it's 1050, and we're, we're actually getting calls on National Slinky Day. And, you know, we all need a laugh, man. I know these are not funny times. These are dark days. But I'm going to take a couple of slinky calls. Here's... Kimberly, how you doing?
4: Hi, I'm doing great.
1: <laughs> what are you thinking?
4: I have a slinky, a Duncan yo-yo, silly putty, fuzzy wuzzy, and a little big books. So I need to go back to a better time. Sunday paper and my silly putty, best ever.
1: <laughs> silly putty used to pick it up, pick up the uh, the comic strips, the color oh, comic strips God. off the newspaper.
4: Yeah, it's cheap ink now. You can barely get anything off of it. I've tried.
1: <laughs> well, and, you know, it's all crap anyway. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks. You lifted off some of my favorite toys from my youth. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call.
4: A pack of fuzzy wuzzies. If you'd like one, I'd send one to you. The original 1960s packaging.
1: Wow. Fuzzy wuzzy, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Sounds weird. All right, I appreciate the call, Kimberly. Well, we had simple toy. I mean, silly putty. It was just freaking putty, man. It was like just a big gob of rubber crap, you know. But it was fun. I don't know why. Do you remember slime? Do you remember slime? That was a popular toy when I was a kid, slime. You know what it was? It was a bucket of slime. (laughs) It was just a sticky bucket of slime, man. It was just a slimy crab, and you would play with it. It's called slime, you know. I mean, you can't get really much more simple than that right and then if you're fancy mom got you slime with worms and that was slime that had little rubber worms in it (laughs) think about the crap we used to play with but it was great oh we also did this other thing that kids don't do today we went outdoors um here's uh jason how you doing jason
0: going on sean hey i want to i want to talk about the slinky so (laughs) i had one and the disappointment with that thing was in the commercial that slinky would fall down the stairs flawlessly perfectly right you get home you get home it does like one or two steps and it stops yeah
1: it didn't go all the way down
0: yeah i hated that thing for that i thought mine was broken so yeah that's a (laughs) big
1: (laughs) disappointment man
0: yeah take it easy all right
1: thank you damn slinkies are probably made in china because they wouldn't go all the way down the steps; they'd go down one or two steps, and then they'd stop slinking. Oh God! Two one zero five nine nine. Hey, I make I'm making you laugh, aren't I? On a, on a crummy Monday. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. So slime was a was a was a fan, was a fun favorite. I love slime. Used to play with a little bucket of slime. I like my slinky. I was really a big Lego block blocks. Kid, I love Lego blocks. Remember Legos? Now, and you used to make crap out of Lego blocks. Like you would come up with stuff to make out of your Lego blocks, right? And then at some point, the Lego people started making it for you. So now you get Lego blocks, which I think is insipid. And you just make, you follow the instructions to make whatever the hell it is. And they took all the freaking imagination out of it, man. And the people who needed instructions to make crap out of Legos, they became teachers in California. I'm being serious. Anyway, 210 5555 We've got a couple of minutes left here uh, if you want to uh, wax nostalgic about the, the goofy crap we used to play with when we were kids. Just trying to lighten it up a bit. Also, uh, Bill Maher, this is interesting. You know, Trey and I are big fans of Greg Gutfeld. Uh, I think, I think he's the best thing on Fox News. I mean, honestly. Uh, he's irreverent. He's funny. He's weird. He's, he's wonderfully awkward. (laughs) And, uh, and he's, he's, he's smart as hell. And, and he, and, and Bill Maher, who to give him credit when it's due can be somewhat fair on occasion. And over the weekend on Real Time, he 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 anointed Greg Gutfeld as the new late night, king of late-night TV. And he kind of is. And according to Bill Maher, liberals are so ridiculous at this point, and they're so extreme, and they're so bizarre, that it's given rise to a guy like Greg Gutfeld. Even though Gutfeld's been doing it for a long time. He's been doing it since the days of Red Eye. Uh, show Red Eye on Fox. Remember that used to come on 2 in the morning? Uh, here's Carrie. Carrie, how you doing?
3: I'm oh, good today. How are you?
1: Pretty good. Well, you know, had better days. I think we all I have.
7: Uh, just some quick trivia on the uh, slinky. <laughs> it was uh, invented by a naval engineer who was trying to find a way to stabilize equipment on ships. Oh, really? Yeah, just one of those uh, interesting unintended uh, uh, outcomes that uh, turned out to be a good thing.
1: <laughs> they gave us the slinky. That's right. Uh, that's an excellent. I didn't. I did not know that, man. Thank you so much.
3: All right, how are you doing?
1: You too. You know, you can kind of tell when uh, when people need a break from all the doom and gloom because they start calling on Slinkies.
2: <laughs>
1: Here's Gennaro. How you doing, buddy?
2: <laughs> What's going
10: on? Hey, buddy.
1: How you doing, man?
10: Hey man I had a slinky and and before i i um before I end my uh my little thing here, I'm gonna sing part of the slinky song, but anyway, <laughs> I had a slinky, and the first thing you did, man, you took it with a couple of friends to a pair of stairs right, and it kind of did work, and then it would stop it and it, then
1: it didn't go all the way down then, the stairs, man.
10: It, it no, and and you thought it was broken and what you'd do, you'd get the slinky and you'd stretch it out, and there goes the warranty, man. <laughs> now I'm gonna the sing slinky a warranty. A
5: the, <laughs> I'm gonna
1: signal. Very quickly, okay. Go <laughs> ahead.
10: It's slinky, it's slinky, it's slinky, it's fun for your boy and a girl. I'm so humiliated, man. Can I you should it wrong? be.
1: There you go. Well, <laughs> there you go. All right, sir, i got to run. <laughs> Thanks for the call, you beautiful weirdo. Yeah, it's hours of fun. That's Hours of fun for the whole, well, not for the whole family. My parents didn't really care much for the slinky. But, yeah, last time I was at Peter Piper's, or one of those places, you know, where you play games, Chris? To win the tickets, you gotta win like 400 freaking tickets to get like a little crappy plastic slinky. And Chris pointed this out earlier. The plastic slinkies were hard; ho- they sucked. They were horrible. They didn't slink, man. They were cheap communist knockoffs of uh, of the American born slinky. That's what I think. I re- I'm so stinking old. I remember the pet rock. <laughs> I remember the pet rock. You know, kids, you know what a pet rock was? It was a freaking rock in a box.
11: It was just a rock. That's all it was. Just a rock. Now, clarify this. Before you get started getting emails and notes, the The box had holes in it.
1: So the it rock a, could, r- breathe. could breathe.
11: Cause the could breathe. Because it's a
1: pet rock, so it's got to breathe. It was a rock. We're still smarter than you are. All right, uh... Thanks, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Don Morgan and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow.
5: Bye.